Morning, sports fans, betters, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Cotterell, and this morning show is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about the day that was in the sports world, including our athlete of the day. We then talk about the games coming up today and what bets we like with our competitive hedge lay of the day. It's our three-team parlay that you can bet straight up or you can bet as a parlay completely up to you oh, just always bet responsibly so our episode today is brought to you by our sponsor bet 99 for all our canadian listeners bet 99 offers you a sports welcome offer when you join today using the promo code shooters bet 99 will match your deposit 100 up to 600 so head over to bet 99 today to make your bets Use the bets on the show. Follow our social media accounts as well to find our fan lays and other plays that we like throughout the day. But definitely go and follow those social accounts. So let's get started with our athlete shout out of the day. And it is with a bit of a heavy heart that our athlete of the day is Bob Lanier. Rest in peace, the NBA legend who unfortunately died yesterday. Um, NBA Hall of Famer. He was number one pick in the 1970 draft. He averaged 20 and 10 in his career. He was an eight-time All-Star. Just a great ambassador for the game as well, and I think that's what he's most remembered for. He was a global ambassador for 30 years. He was a special assistant to both the late David Stern as well as Adam Silver, the two commissioners of the NBA. And so we wanted to give our athlete shout-out today to an NBA legend. You know, we could give it to guys that got big contracts or won awards, but Life truly is precious, and it's a shame to see him pass. So Bob Lanier is our athlete shout-out of the day. Now with that, let's head over and talk about yesterday's bets. And we had a parlay hit once again. Uh, Our three-teamer hit, as well as our alternate play. If you parlayed all four, then you had a really great day yesterday. I definitely hope that you stayed away from the player props. But we had Suns minus six yesterday versus the Mavericks. At minus 110, 110 to 80 was never really close, was a blowout. Uh, we took the Hurricanes money line. They beat Boston 5-1. to one. And then the one that looked pretty dead early on was Maple Leafs money line versus Tampa Bay. But they come back and win that game 4-3. to three. So that parlay at plus 481 hits. We had Dodgers run line yesterday, who also did. <laughs> they did a number on the Pirates yesterday. Uh, we talked about the fact that Well, their bats were cold the day before. They're going to wake up today. They woke up in a big way, and that was evident. And then the player prop. Uh, We're dead wrong about Chris Paul, and we'll get more into it with the Suns game, but he did not show up and show out on the offensive end. So the 21-plus points and the 25-plus points both do not hit yesterday. But the parlay hits, and that's what matters. No hedge fans lay. Uh, Full disclosure, we've been a little bit off on getting those out. 
Uh, we're working on it, and we'll definitely get one out today for you guys. Uh, but the, our parlay hits on the show nonetheless, and that's what it matters is you guys winning some money. So let's start by talking about our daily news dump with the NHL playoffs. And Boston, as we said, first game, uh, and Carolina. Uh, Carolina was minus 145 coming in. Uh, Over-under was at six. But Carolina wins 5-1, to one, so you would have been at a push on that one. Ranta had a great game, 33 saves at home. Uh, we mentioned yesterday when he's at home, he only had given up three goals in two games. Well, now he's given up four goals in three games, so he played great. Uh, they got two from Jarvis, Trocek scored, D'Angelo scored, and Slavin as well. So great team effort by the Carolina Hurricanes. And Boston just didn't have that top line going. Swayman made 33 saves. He gave them a chance to win. But Clifton was the only one that scored. No Pasternak, no Bergeron, no Marchand. When that doesn't happen, Boston's in trouble. So they lose that game. Tampa Bay and Toronto. Over-under was at 6.5. So the over hits on this one, as did Leafs minus 125. 4-3 game. Toronto falls down 2 to nothing in the first period. I got buddies of mine, Patrick and Dylan, shout out to them. They were contemplating life at that point, given how well Toronto was playing. Uh, but Toronto grinds it out. They end up winning the game 4-3 to three at home to take the 3-2 to two series lead. Uh, Jack Campbell, 32 saves. He played great. Uh, and they got goals from Tavares, Riley, Nylander, and then lastly, Matthews, who had not had a great series up until that point. Vasilevsky made 21 saves on the other side, and he got goals from Stamkos, Hedman, and McDonough. So is this one heading seven? We're heading back to Tampa. Are they going to give that counterpunch that we've seen all series long? And then we get another game seven, which is probably the last thing that Toronto Maple Leafs fans want to hear is the words game and seven. We'll have to see. Let's see if they can close it out on the road in six. St. Louis yesterday wins five to two. Uh, the over-under was six and a half, so you cash the over in that one. And St. Louis takes that commanding lead in the series. Uh, and I think a big thing that turned the series on it, its head was Jordan Bennington returning. When you get a goalie that's a veteran that took them all the way to, to win the cup of just a few years ago, he slots in, he makes 30 saves for them. Tarasenko had a hat trick, so he was almost our player shout-out of the day, but obviously we know why he wasn't. And then O'Reilly and Saad scored as well. Marc-Andre Fleury played okay. 27 saves. Nothing wrong with that. Kaprizov scores two goals for them. But 5-2. to two, They head to St. Louis for game six. St. Louis future bet. We really like this one. We'll see if we can cash it. And then the shocker of the night. The LA Kings plus 175. Take down the Edmonton Oilers 5-4 to four in overtime. The over six and a half hits easily at five to four. And so the Kings take a three to two lead, the heavy underdog. Uh, Jonathan Quick needed just 24 saves to win this one. They got goals from Stetcher, Athiasnu, Danol, and then they got one in regulation from Kempe, and he also scored the game winner in overtime. Mike Smith played well. He made 34 saves yesterday, and the, the best players showed up for Edmonton. Cassian scored, but then McDavid scores, and Dreisaitl scores twice. Still wasn't enough for them to win those, so they got to go and win in L.A. in order to come back to Edmonton for Game 7. So are we going to see a massive upset here, or are the Oilers going to be able to figure it out? NBA playoffs-wise, 
there's really not a lot to touch on on either of these games because they were over quickly. Uh, the over-under on Miami-Philly was 209.5, and, and Miami did their job. Uh, unfortunately, Philly did not, so if you took the under, you, you're pretty happy. Miami definitely covered the minus 3.5 because it could have been minus 35, and you still would have at least pushed. Um, Lowry ruled out, looked like the series had flipped after Philly won both in Philly, but everyone for Miami showed up. Jimmy Butler, 23, nine and six, another great performance by him. Max Struss with 19 and 10. Bam had 12 points. PJ Tucker had 10. Vincent had 15. Oladipo had 13. Hero had 10. When you're getting that kind of production from everybody at home and then also playing great defense, it's a great recipe for success. Embiid 17 and 5 after complaining about not winning MVP with the most backhanded. Yeah, I'm happy for him, but I also feel like I don't know what else I have to do. Well, you could have won more basketball games this year since you actually had co-stars all year, but that's an, an argument for another day. James Harden regressed once again, 14, 6, and 4. So shout out to Harden for not following up that great, great game four performance. Maxi had just nine points, but he was entitled to have a bad game at some point. He's been great for them all postseason, and Tobias Harris had 12. So when all four of your best guys aren't going, sometimes you just got to chalk it up as a blowout. Now you got to go back, win in Philly, and then come back ready to go for game seven. The other game was Phoenix and Dallas. We said we liked Phoenix but to win by 15 to 20. Well, they won by 30, so we were even conservative in our prediction. Devin Booker with 28 and 7. Aiton with 20 and 9, Bridges with 14 and 7, and Chris Paul adds 10 assists, but just 7 points along the way. So we're a little bit aggressive on that uh, 21 plus for Chris Paul. Uh, But nonetheless, when you're blowing a team out, I mean, you don't really need to do a whole heck of a lot in that regard because on the Dallas side, only two guys showed up for this game. The others might as well have just stayed in Dallas because Luke had 28 and 11, Brunson had 21 and 7. And then Dwight Powell has zero, Reggie Bullock has zero, Finney Smith has four, Kleber has four, Dinwiddie has two. When you got five of your quote-unquote best role guys combining to get 10 points, you're not going to win very many basketball games. So, I mean, tough night for Dallas. You got to go back and win at home. But I think this is going to go seven. We'll see if they can go back and win that game, pick Dallas to win the series. Feeling a lot less confident after watching them lose by 30. But nonetheless, we'll see what happens in that series. MLB lines, we'll do our quick rundown. Tigers beat the A's 6-0, to zero, but then the A's come back and win 4-1 to one in the doubleheader. Dodgers 11-1, to one, we cashed that yesterday. Brewers 5-4 to four over the Reds. Yankees 6-5 to five over the Blue Jays, walk-off homer there. Mets 4-2 versus the Nationals. Red Sox 9-4 versus the Braves. Astros 5-0 versus the Twins. Orioles 5-3 versus the Cardinals. Rangers 6-4 versus the Royals. White Sox 4-1 versus the Guardians. Angels 12-0 versus the Rays. Mariners 5-4 versus the Phillies. Diamondbacks 9-3 versus Marlins. Padres 5-4 versus the Cubs. And 9-2 Giants beat the Rockies. What a mouthful that was, but we got through it. We're going to focus more on MLB once we start getting into uh, June and July and into August and September. But 
it's all about the playoffs right now. And we also had some major news yesterday on the NHL front with the Montreal Canadiens winning the 2022 NHL draft lottery. Montreal, they were the worst team all year. They get the number one pick. The New Jersey Devils get the second pick. The Coyotes, the third. And then the expansion team, the Seattle Kraken, get the fourth. My Red Wings are going to be going at eight. It's not the best draft. To be honest, I would hope that they could sneak up to number one in the lottery next year, knowing uh, a local talent here that's going to be waiting for them. But Shane Wright should go first overall. He played well this year. Uh, And then forwards, Logan Cooley and Juraj Slavkovsky should be the top three picks in this year's draft. The Kraken are probably hoping that one of those three guys slips, but we'll have to wait and see come June for this draft. Or it might even be July. It might be a bit later. But WNBA-wise, the Fever beat the Lynx 82-76. to Kelsey Mitchell had 26 points in the victory. Melissa Smith with just 9-5, and but she's entitled to have bad games in her rookie year. Sylvia Fowles had 26-14 and in the la- loss. Jessica Shepard went 10 and 10 as well my vegas aces lose 89 to 76 to the washington mystics uh heinz allen had 15 8 and 8 in the win for washington elena della don who missed their previous game due to a back issue she finished with 19 and 7 off night for aja wilson 10 and 11 those nights are going to happen and then kelsey plum had 18 as well in the loss vegas is going to be fine they're still a great team in the west and we'll see what happens to them moving forward. And then the last one, Manchester City confirmed Erling Holland is heading there. Uh, his dad played for them in the early 2000s. It felt like the writing was on the wall with this one, even back in the fall. Five years worth 375,000 pounds a week. That's the same amount that they pay Kevin De Bruyne, who's probably the best midfielder in the world. So that just goes to show how talented this guy is. They've already got Mares and Grealish and Sterling and what a squad that this Manchester City team has. And then you add a striker like that up front that's young and scores a ton of goals. Um, it's unfortunate, given that I'm a Man United fan, that they get them. But nonetheless, great to see another talent in the Premier League like this that you get to watch every weekend. So let's talk about big games on the slate. And we're going to start in the EPL because... There's a lot of important English Premier League games today, and people may not realize it. Leeds and Chelsea to start off. I mean, Leeds is the home team here. Uh, Chelsea need it for the top four, but Leeds needs a point in the relegation race. They're in an absolute battle with Everton and Burnley. If they can figure out a way to get a point here, I think it goes a long way to them staying promoted. Uh, If not, then... They're going to need to probably take minimum four points from their last two games, if not win both outright. Leicester City and Norwich. Norwich is heading down. Leicester's 14th, so this one's probably one that you can scrap. Watford and Everton. This is one where Watford's heading down no matter what. But Everton on the road, they need a win or at least a point for the relegation battle. Um, Had this game not been on the road, I would love Everton money line, but you just never truly know. Uh, especially when Everton hasn't performed well of late. And then the big one, Wolverhampton versus Manchester City. This is just going to be, can Manchester City match what Liverpool did yesterday? Liverpool won 2-1, to one, so they need a win on the road here as well to keep that three-point edge. Wolves, it's a good squad. They can score plenty of goals. They just tied Chelsea on the weekend. So let's see how big of a battle they give them. 
WNBA wise, we've got Sparks versus the Dream tonight. Liz Cambage and the two and Sparks, and then you've got Rin Howard with Atlanta. I one and there as well. So we'll see how that those two teams match up. Liberty taking on the Sky. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu, as I said, must watch TV. One that you want to tune into, and then Candace Parker going for the Chicago Sky. And then the marquee matchup of the night is the Seattle Storm versus the Phoenix Mercury. Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird for Seattle. They're taking on Diana Taurasi for Phoenix, who are still missing Brittany Griner. Uh, that's a huge loss for them, at least early on in the season. NBA playoff-wise, we've got Bucks versus Celtics. The line in this one's a bit confusing to me. Boston's minus five and a half. Um, I know Boston had the big fourth quarter, but that's a lot of points for how this series has been. And it's and it feels like this series is so even overall. Um, the key for me on the Milwaukee side, Drew Holiday has to be better. Um, the Bucks need more shots to fall from the perimeter. They're only averaging about nine threes per game. So guys like Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, they need to get a bit more involved on the offensive side, even if it's just hitting a couple threes to take a bit of the scoring load off of Giannis. But boils down to Drew. You can't go 5 of 22 again. Um, he needs to be much better on that side. Boston needs Tatum to also be more consistent. Um, he had a great fourth quarter, but outside of that, he didn't play a great game four. Uh, Scoring-wise, uh, Boston needs to win the rebounding battle. We've seen the majority of the time, whoever wins that battle wins the game. So that's my keys for this game. And then Golden State taking on the Grizzlies. Golden State's minus four and a half. Um, this is just, it's tough. It, the news that Jaws probably going to miss the remainder of the playoffs, even if they do advance, um, which they're down three to one is tough. Um, but a great season for Memphis nonetheless, regardless of what happens tonight. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, Brandon Clark, these guys are going to have to have really great games and hope that they get a Golden State off shooting night. So Warriors minus four and a half tonight in that one. And then NHL action, we've got Florida. They're minus 225 taking on Washington at plus 185. The over-under here is eight or six and a half. Bobrovsky and Vanessic going once again. Bobrovsky played well in their last game, made sure that they kept this a series. Um, but we'll have to see uh, who takes the three to two edge here. I tend to favor Florida. Obviously, they were the best regular season team. But Washington, they've been gritty. They've given them a run so far. So it wouldn't be that surprising, especially after seeing what happened in last night's games. When you've got teams like St. Louis winning and you've got the Kings winning, uh, that's pretty big. Uh, from an upset perspective, you got the Rangers minus 130 at home versus Pittsburgh at plus 110. The over under here is also six and a half. Um, Penguins lead three to one, so potential for this one to get closed out tonight. Domingue has been great for Pittsburgh. Shesterkin had a great regular season, and then I think I've put a curse on him since I started talking about him so much on this show. So Shesterkin needs to play much better. And the Rangers are going to see if they can make this one three to two and then put a bit of pressure on Pittsburgh moving forward. And then the last one is Calgary minus 225 versus Dallas at plus 185. Over under here's five and a half. They've consistently gone under with this in this series or at least been close. I mean, the last game was four to one. The game before that was four to two. So they're always hovering around uh, those lines. Markstrom's going to go for Calgary. Jay Ottinger has been phenomenal. So if Calgary dominates the shots like they did last game, it was like 50 to 35, I think, in the last game. 
if they dominate and put a couple past them, then they're in a great spot. But Markstrom's also playing well for Calgary. Uh, Calgary at home tonight. They need this one to make it three to two. So uh, we don't really have a player prop as of yet for uh, today's games. Want to take an eye or keep an eye on some of these NBA lines. Uh, maybe Giannis, maybe Tatum. Might even look at Horford once again. Uh, see if they've kind of inflated his line, especially after scoring 30 in the last game. We went uh, 12 plus points a couple days ago. It wouldn't shock me if it's closer to 14 plus points today. Um, so might bet that one today, but keep an eye on our social media accounts for what we decide to do on the player prop side. Now let's talk about our competitive fan lay of the day, or sorry, the competitive lay of the day. No fans, just the host. Um, this three team parlay, no odds worse than minus 150. I and so let's get right into it. Golden State minus four and a half today versus Memphis. Still a bit surprised that the line's this low. I know Memphis is at home, but you're essentially running a bunch of role players against a team that's got Steph, Wiggins, Draymond, Clay, like Jordan Poole. I just think that they're completely outmatched. Um, the news of Jaw has to be demoralizing for this group. He is their leader, and he's been one of the best players in the league all year. So I think the Warriors win handily. I think it's a double-digit win. Um, they silence the Memphis crowd early, and then they move on to the Western Conference Finals, awaiting who comes out of that Phoenix and Dallas series. We're going back to the New York Rangers money line versus the Penguins, minus 134. Uh, they can't lose in five. Maybe my pride's getting in the way here with this pick because I've been uh, beating the drum of the New York Rangers so much, but... At home, I like Shesterkin to play well. Uh, they need to win this game in order to extend the series. Pittsburgh maybe takes their foot off the gas a bit, knowing that they're up 3-1. to one. So I'm going to roll with the Rangers once again. Bet 99 has it at minus 134, um, just like they have the Golden State one at minus 113. And then Boston and Milwaukee under 214.5 at minus 113. I think they're going to get close to this line. I just can't see them getting past it. These are two great defenses. They're going to have a lower scoring game tonight. I think we're going to see something in the 105 to 101 range, uh, even 108 to 104 range. But these two teams are going to battle. Um, I don't see Milwaukee giving up 43 in the fourth again. Uh, so they're going to play well tonight, and we're going to have a great basketball game on our hands. But the odds on this parlay are plus 521. Um, we did put out an alt-lay play for the day as well. This one, there's going to be no delay. All the games are indoors, but it's a line that we like MLB-wise. It's the Angels' money line versus the Rays. Angels coming off a big day yesterday. They've got Shohei Otani on the mound. They're taking on McClanahan on the other side for the Rays. I just love the matchup. Angels coming off the blowout. I think that they win in a big way today. And so the line on that was minus 125 this morning, so... That is our alt-lay play that we like. But with that being said, happy Wednesday, everybody. We appreciate everyone who tuned in today to our live show. Not sure if we're going to be live tomorrow. Uh, Got to get up early for work and, and head out. But uh, we'll see if we can pre-record it or, or do something different for you guys. But appreciate everyone who tunes in every day. Uh, check out the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Uh, give it a listen throughout the day as you wade through the waters of these betting lines. If you want to wait on some of these picks, you're more than welcome to. But 
those are the values that we got them at this morning. And let's have a great Wednesday. And we'll see you hopefully tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge podcast.